Hey guys, welcome to The Scoop, where we have real locker room talk with real athletes. I'm your host, Perfect Purvis, and joining me today is one of the, the greatest football athletes in Europe, Patrick Donahue. Pat, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Hey, man, normally we do like a whole, like, you know, give you a rose, go over your career and throw out some stats. But honestly, we don't have like two hours to talk about everything you've done, all your accomplishments, and we got some important topics that we want to get into today. So let's just get into it. First thing up, Pat, first thing, because this is something that's always on the mind of imports and guys coming across the water to play out here is how do management, I'm not talking about, you know, the regular coach, I'm talking about the people that, you know, write the paychecks for these football teams in Europe. How do management treat players when things go south and there's disputes and, you know, it's the time that you need to figure something out between both sides, even if you want to go a different way. You know, I'm, I'm talking a lot here, but what I, what I really want to talk about is what is your experience with, you know, having disputes with management on teams in Europe? Well, honestly, the biggest thing with players coming overseas or players in general playing for teams in Europe is most teams will protect themselves for a certain, like a certain amount, right? So if they offer you 500 euros, 500 euros is what they offer you if you're a bust, right? So if you're a bust, but they're going to be like, okay, we can bite the bullet on this one. But if you're not a bust, that hurts you. So that's why most players need to incorporate like uh, incentives, like, okay, per touchdown, per, per win, per this, so they can cover themselves. If you're going to bet on yourself, you can- I'm going to jump in there and play devil's advocate. A lot of guys say that when you do the incentive contract, that- then you get selfish players. How do you combat that? You know, some teams won't give you an incentive contract because they don't want, you know, selfish players. It depends on the, in the, on the person. So such, such thing isn't like selfish person. You know what I mean? We are people, you can call it like this. What happened when, you know, Tom Brady made sure that Antonio Brown got his incentives. People need to eat. If you know they need to eat, then they're going to eat. Like I haven't had incentives my whole career, but I still scored, you know, 60 touchdowns in two seasons in the GFL. I didn't get paid for every touchdown. It would have been nice to get an incentive for each touchdown that I scored or an incentive for making it to the German bowl. But I didn't have that in my contract, but I know more now. Right. So I think I saw somebody on your message board say, you know, you've made it when you can negotiate your own contract. And I've been yes. negotiating my own contracts for a while now. Right. Since I guess since like Swarco Raiders, when I was actually able to like, you know, tell them, hey, this is what I need. These are things I need, you know, and go about go about it that way. When it comes down to teams saying, OK, we're done with you. And then they think they, they can ship people off without any repercussions. The only way they get away, like teams get away with this is if you allow them. And most teams, they won't do this to a German native because the German native probably most likely knows the law. They'll do it to a person that they think has no means, no means to a lawyer, no means to financial stability, something like that. That They think, ah, you know, he'll just, it's not worth the time. I'll just take it. Yeah. Speaking on that, because I mean, I've been in a couple situations and 
I listen like I'm, I'm saying this a lot, but it, it depends on which which show you see me do. But you know, been in those situations where you know a team says, "All right, here's the contract. This is what we're gonna do." If anyone breaches the contract, I mean, it's null and void. That makes sense. But usually, the issue at hand is what about you know money owed, and there's not usually a lot of terminology in these contracts that say you know, hey. If you both decide to go your separate ways, we have to pay you for, you know, up to that date. Usually the contract doesn't specify that, which is usually when we're playing that, you know, that a good faith contract, you know, we, we're respecting somebody and you'll go to a team and there's some teams where they'll say, Hey, we have to go our separate ways. Here's your final paycheck for the next two weeks. You're on your own, but we paid you up until the time that we let you go. And then you also have teams who will say, we haven't paid you for the last month, but we're going to let you go. And we're still not going to pay you for that month or until you leave, which we have to change your flight to get you out of here. And so we're not going to pay you for, for the time that you've been here that you aren't under contract anymore. Like stuff like that. Like what's, what's your thought about that whole situation when it comes to, you know, that money owed? Because that's what the biggest issue is, is money owed. Man, when it comes down to that, make sure it's, it's very important that you read over your contract in the terms of what you are allowed to do while you're under contract. If you meet all the requirements that they ask of you, if you are doing your job, then you have all the rights. If you're doing everything that you possibly can do and you are successful, they have to have an extremely valid reason to let you go. Detriment to the team, fighting, something like that, or disrespect or uh, something with the law or something like that but really the, all the rights are for the player as long as the player fulfills his requirements to the contract now when it comes down to money owed that and you can't force somebody you can't the worst thing you can do is tell somebody hey pay me or or else you can't that's the worst thing you could probably do best thing to do is probably to lawyer up or there's nothing else you can really do other than lawyer up or explain to them just outside of this, hey, I'm not your average import. I think it's best in the best interest of the team and yourself if you pay me for last the last month I was there and this last month before you let me go. And that's how it usually works. It's usually first and last uh, for most of these European contracts. Most teams in Austria that I know of, they do... Okay, like if you were to get injured and you had to get sent home, like it was a severe injury, you know what I mean? You get paid for that month that you were there, the time that you were there, plus four weeks after, right? So it, it, that's not a bad situation. It gives you some time or whatnot. But then you have teams like Sparkle Raiders that will take care of you. I heard some bad situations with some players and or even coaches, you know what I mean? Coaches where they tell, they come there, they give up all their opportunities in the U.S., uh, they come to a German team working on its incentives and stuff like that. And, you know, COVID hits and there is no season, but the team expects uh, the most out of them, you know, the everything they got and everything like that. And then when there's no, it's one-sided, you know, the coach is giving everything they got. And then what did he say? He said something like he asked for, you know, help, like, hey, can you at least pay? He's paying his he was paying his own way. He asked for, hey, can you at least pay for my flat this month or something? You know, can you pay for my car or something like that? And they said, no, you're, you're on your own. And so when he decided he wanted to he decided to part ways, 
and they decided not to pay him first and last. But he let that go. He let that go, and he probably shouldn't have. My, so. my question is, I mean, Pat, you, you've been in Europe and living in Germany for a lot longer than a lot of people, so you would understand the, the legality of it. One thing that I come across a lot, speaking of imports and even from my personal experience, is, you know, how do I get that money? I mean, I'll, I'll put it out here. I'm still owed a couple hundred euros by a team in Finland. They know who they are. They know who, who the money, they know everything about it. And, you know, I ain't tripping over the money. You know, it is what it is. I'm, I know I'm not ever going to get that back, but I'm never going to forget that either. But it was one of those situations, like you said, when I was younger, you know, I let things happen. How can we, I mean, as a, a football community, both imports and even domestics, how can we prevent abuse of power at times? Like there's got to be, I don't know, is there, a, I mean, can we all, you know, find one lawyer who can handle our cases? Like, is there a way to get a NFL PA out here, a import PA? Like what can, what can we do, Pat? Like throw some ideas out there for me. Look, without giving up my next moves, the time of letting teams draw up the, the contracts for us is over. Mm. It's a new day and age. You know what I mean? Super teams. You know what I mean? The Tom Brady effect. You know what I mean? Players coming at like, you know what I mean? If, if a player wants to play with you, it's, it's time to it's time to start that time of era. That, uh, what's, right? the, no what's the quarterback more. that was at Hildesheim a couple of years ago? That The New Yorker Lion quarterback, Casey Thoreau. That Terrio, effect. yeah, Casey Terrio. Yeah, pretty um, much. When that guy goes somewhere, you go, you know you're getting seven or eight more guys. That's what we got to do, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it has to be like that. Like right now, uh, in some teams in Europe, you know what I mean? You're going to see more, let's just say, more diverse coaching staffs. That's going to bring more players as well. I coached for a team, and when I got there, there was eight players at practice. Before COVID, between eight and 12 or something like that. I got there and there was like, automatically there was like at 20 players and it just kept going up. We They didn't even have a roster when I got there for the next season. After, after this team, up until today, now they have 50 plus guys on the roster and guys that want to play. You know what I mean? Brand new, they know a jersey. You know what I mean? So they're going to be set for life. They're going to be set for the next five to 10 years because it's a culture change. You know what I mean? Hopefully the next coach that comes in to whatever organization that was will be able to continue on the culture of, you know, character, strength, and honor. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there that aren't character, aren't character. They think they got character, but they really don't. So the thing Man. about that is I'm going to just jump in on that with the whole like culture. That's what we see. I mean, there's a couple of teams in Europe and, you know, we can always name them, but we won't. But there's a couple of teams that, you know, hey, they're going to give it to you every year. They're going to be cream of the crop. And then there's a, a a couple layers, tiers lower of teams where they move about up and down. They might be great, then they might be average, they might even suck. And you know, there's not really an organization that's leading them. It's who's in it at the time. And yeah. I bring up the, the Casey Tarot situation because of recently, that's the, the biggest paradigm shift that I've seen in Europe. You know, Hildesheim, brought in, you know, this great quarterback who's known in Europe. He brought in all these players. They went out there, weren't what you thought they were going to be, but they did control that organization. And then the next season, you know, they even tried to go and get a, a shoe on Fatah to be the head coach. Things didn't work out because of COVID. And boom, 
you know, now they're not even playing. That's less than two years ago, right? And now that yeah. team's not even there. You know, we had a similar situation in yeah. Finland where a team called the Hamelina Huskies rose, it rose its way up to, you know, the Maple League, brought in all this talent, eh, make the playoffs. I give them that, make the playoffs. But the next season didn't have a team because the people that got them there, that dynamic group of players, they all left, coaches yeah. and players. So what we saw was, you know, teams allowing, you know, these groups to come in and then not keeping that group. And then the team, the organization itself, wasn't really ready to, you know, grow dynamically. Like the situation that you just named where you said, you know, before you were there, there are eight players. When you left, there's 50. The chances of them actually continuing for the next five or 10 years is low. Because yeah. you got to think about it. If they needed you to get them there, then you left. What did yeah. they bring? They got to hope for another Pat Donahue, which in all honesty, that's not how it really works in this world. The way it works is that you have a good thing going, you start relying on it, and you're not prepared for when it goes. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know your personal situation, so I'm not going to call anybody out and say, oh, they're not prepared. But that's how we see it go. Yeah. Most of these teams that have that success – you can see that they won. They treat their imports great. People yep. want to play there. People want to go there. And then two, you see that they don't have to rely on that import culture. Like they don't have to rely on specific import culture. Even though we talked about, you know, Swarko Raiders, Shuan Fatah and Coach Lee were there for a while, but yep. they built there. They didn't yep. just, you know, bring their own people and then leave it on people. They built something so that when they left, that coaching staff had learned from them. The players there had learned from them, and they they built something. They did build something, but I'm going to tell you, these coaches bring in their coaching staffs, and most of the time they leave with them, yeah? So half that coaching staff left, you know what I mean? They're half of them or a third of them or something. That's you got to go with people you trust. I will no longer work with people that I do not trust. I'd rather take a 2,000 euro job that I trust somebody over a 3,000 euro job where I could lose it at any moment because they feel some type of way and they work up, they wake up for a moment. You know what I mean? I'm just not going to do it. But like you said, uh, Casey Terrio, uh, or I don't know how you said it, Tarot. Not sure how to say his name. Sorry. Um, that's the thing is you see these teams and it's consistent coaching. You know what I mean? How long has the Braunschweig Lions had their coach? Unicorns had their coach. You know what I mean? These teams that have had their coaches a long time are the teams that are most successful. Same teams with the same coaching staff or the same imports are going to be more successful because they've already been there. You know what I mean? And it's the, the thing is, is you got to keep those people happy. Like, don't think that the organization, period, is nothing without the players and the coaches. You do not have a team without the players or the coaches. You do not have a team without players. You can have a team without coaches. Will they be good? Who knows? But you will not have a successful team without players and coaches, right? That's an interesting thing because, you I mean, you're bringing up ideas in my head because I'm trying to relate to it. I'm just thinking, you know, again, I love this scoop. But, man, I always feel old when I talk about my days as an import. But I'm bringing it out anyways because some of you young bugs need to know what I'm talking about. Recently, you see a lot of imports, both coaches and players, especially this year with the ELF, is, you know, they'll mm -hmm. say they're going to a team, then they'll jump ship, or they'll be on a team for a season or even half a season, 
switch teams. You know, some guys play multiple seasons trying to get theirs. Not mad at you. Do what you got to do. But I do miss, and this is just me putting out my personal opinion, I do miss the days when, you know, in the offseason, a couple guys that you played with or played against would hit you up and be like, hey, man, let's make something shake over here. Or let's go do this and that. You know, like me personally, I can tell you the truth of the matter, the reason I came to Finland was because two guys from Texas, where I'm from, hit me up Mm -hmm. and like, hey, we're going to go to Finland, bro. We want to play with you. You want to come out here and do the thing? I was like, you know, I'm supposed to go somewhere else where, you know, I might be able to, you know, do my own thing. But, you know, let it ride. Tejanas, you know, let's do this for the culture. I came to Finland. My story is my story, but I would never, like, I don't regret that decision because the situation I had was tough in Finland as a a personal player, but being with those guys made everything better. Like, even after the season, we still talk about it and chop it up and laugh about some of the good times and talk crap about some of the bad times. But I know that if I wouldn't have done that with those guys, I wouldn't have felt the way I do about this import community. And, you know, I feel like right now we've got a, a lot of young guys who are, you know, getting theirs and doing things their way. And you're on your own level and I'm not trying to knock nobody's hustle. But <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is what me and Pat have learned when, it, when push comes to shove, if, if you don't have somebody to have your back. You're done. You will find out that this is a business. As much as we like to say, you know, it's about family and experiences. At the end of the day, as soon as you bring money into it, it's a business. So if you're getting paid, make sure you can trust and uh, believe and have the support of people that are with you while you're getting paid. From coaches on down, you know, I've played for, I'm more likely as a player to play for a coach that I've played for somewhere else. You know, there's guys, and again, I'm not trying to put anybody's business out there, but I've talked to players and be like, hey, I seen you playing with this coach here. I know he left. I'm just going to assume that you're going with him. And they're like, how do you know that? I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I'm just watching the scene. And you're one of the guys that you like to play for people you know, right? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we all need to be doing. Because once we do that as, as a community, once players are, you know, exchanging information, coaches are exchanging information, letting everybody know where you want to go, why you want to go, what you want to do, then it takes away, it takes away that unknown of, well, I'm gonna try to get on with this team and hopefully they treat me right. Because if you're part of a collective, if they treat you wrong, it's like they're treating the whole collective wrong. And then they can't move on. You had some really good points there. Like so many that I'm trying to keep track. But one of the things that you said that stuck out is you say like coaching staffs, like that, you know, somebody has your back. And that's that's key because what I the coaching staff head coach OC duo that I trust the most in Europe is by far Coach Lee, uh, Coach Shuan and Coach Lee. There's nothing I can do. I would play with, for those guys any day of the week, you know. And the other part to that is I really want to make sure that like players need to make sure that they have it in their contracts. You can't get rid of me. Like you got to protect yourselves. My first time playing in the South, the rumor has it that. They were unhappy with my playing or my play. And next thing you know, there's rumors that I'm, I'm going to get sent home. So I took matters into my own hands and stopped letting the offense rely on them and started 
taking your kick returns back to the house, you know? So there's not too much that you can really do as a, as a import other than control your own contract. And right now I'm starting something uh, with a good friend of mine, Marcus Bratton, and uh, we got something going on and you guys can come to us. We're, we're about to make history, Marcus Bratton and I. We're about to make history in a couple of days, a couple of weeks. Uh, we're about to make history. That's we're perfect, contract- man. Yeah, perfect purpose. But like the best contract you can have in Europe is one of those unbefristed contracts, meaning like it's renewing, it renews itself. And they have to tell you three months in advance if they cannot or will not renew the contract. That's one of the better ones you can have, especially as an import to be have a job year round. It's best to solidify yourself and make sure that you do your job. And just like you said, you went with your people. Like I was able to watch a player play against us when Marcus Bretton. Then we were like, yo, we got to get this guy. He ended up playing with us in 2018 in Swarco. Then he went to Stuttgart. And then when I left Swarco Raiders in 2019, I decided to go coach. And then uh, he became part of my coaching staff. Like we worked together. OCDC, it was it. It works, man, when you tr- you can trust those people to, especially, I don't want no yes, man. He would tell me, like, yo, like, I don't know if that's going to work, like, or he would tell me, like, yeah, that's good. I, I trust that. You know what I mean? You're one of those people that's going to tell you if you got a booger in your nose, you know what I mean? Not, like, just let you walk around, walking around normal, you know, and people looking at you crazy. Yeah, I, I think that that's going to wrap it up for that topic is pretty much we need to make sure that no matter what your situation is, that you have people that you trust that you can be around in this business playing here in Europe. And um, that's actually going to lead us into the next topic, which we're going to get more in detail about the contract situations. Love football and want to make a statement about your position? K. Noah prides themselves in making a product that is top of the line. The Football Mary Collection helps you express you and your team according to your passion and identity. Check out the Kano Football Mary Tees. Okay, that's it for us today on The Scoop. Keeping the locker room talk real as always. I want to thank our guest, Pat Donahue, for taking the time to kick it with me today. Man, this was life-changing. If you watch this episode, this segment, then you learn something. And Pat is one of the best guys to learn it from. So, Pat, just want to say to you, appreciate you coming on, man. Whatever you got going on, you know I support you. You know I do. Uh, The community is behind you. And we look forward to whatever you have coming up next, man. Just if you want to at this time, you know, you could tell us a little bit about what you what you got planned for the future. If it's privy, you know, we don't want to give away no secrets. What's happening now is right now, uh, myself and Marcus Bratton are starting a movement. It's it's about to happen. You know, you're going to see a lot of diversity going on in Germany on coaching staffs on and every facet of uh american football out in europe we're starting to it's a culture change right and this is a new era we're no longer going to sit back and just let other people dictate our lives and uh we're going to be coaching others on doing the same thing so with uh stay tuned we're going to be we're probably going to be working with k noah you know you can check out uh k noah www.knoah.at and you know check it out they got some cool stuff great gear Great jerseys and uh, great people. And uh, Ben will take care of you. Um, But no, we really, we got some good stuff happening. So I'm telling you guys, hey, you are the asset. You make the terms. 
rule of, rule of thumb, never make the first offer. Okay, Noah, that's the uh, podcast sponsor. So you know we rock with them, man. Uh, wish you the best of luck on that with all of that. Uh, that's it for us. So thanks for watching the show on YouTube or listening on your podcast outlet. Be sure to subscribe to the Athletes Forum YouTube channel or American Football in Finland's podcast channel and catch the scoop every week in either video or audio format. You can also follow us on Twitter at the Scoop AF on Instagram at Athletes Forum on Facebook at Athletes Forum, and also by following us on all these channels, you have a chance to win Teamwear swag provided by our sponsors at K Noah. So be sure to follow the instructions in the description below or on the description of the podcast channel. And that's it for us this week on the Scoop. We'll see you next week. Love you, mom. <laughs>